you got to make everyone count. You got to make every horse better than it was the day you know before, or you know when it walked into your barn. It's got to look better. It's got to go better. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So it's, it's 2019, Karen. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I don't know where 2018 went, but I'm pretty stoked for 2019. Yeah, I can't wait. So we just want to also thank everyone at home for a great 2018 for taking good care mm-hmm. of us. Oh, wasn't that nice, Karen? Yes, we had, uh, yes. We launched a podcast in 2018, mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of people listen, and that's been really nice, and we really appreciate that from everybody. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Red and Goat Equestrian. Yeah, Red and Goat, they've been with us this year, and, and mm-hmm. um, they're our first official sponsor, and we really appreciate them. And, uh, you know, Red and Goat wants to make sure that they give back to our listeners and, and use that uh, promo code MLE40 to save $40 on any purchase on their Red and Goat equestrian wear yep so thank you all again winter's just getting started karen winter's just about a week or two old the 21st it kicked off so we're still in early stages guys so get out there again if you have any of those unused gift cards that's a good way to use them right karen yeah and if if you do get one um post a picture and tag us and ready go to equestrian we'd love to see you in it absolutely we'll share it so yeah we would love to see you guys wearing your red and goats so all right cheers cheers I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And Karen, on today's Mm -hmm. Major League Eventing Podcast, I'm very excited to have four-star eventer Kurt Martin on the show. Kurt, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Karen, not only Mm -hmm. is this Kurt Martin four-star eventer, Mm -hmm. this is Kurt Martin, the recently married Kurt Martin. Oh, that's right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's exciting. (laughs) Good things. (laughs) The, we, um... I don't know if you remember, but last summer in Fairhill, before you were married, we actually, yep. Karen and I met you and we were talking to you and I, your wife's Rebecca, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think you were there coaching and somehow. Yeah. We got talking about Chesapeake Inn. Yeah, we got talking about the places for you guys to go in because you were kind of like just coaching. and um, Yeah. So we got to meet and, you and your wife a little bit. And, yeah, absolutely. Dating the wife at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what's nice? Is ever since then, like, I think she remembers us, Karen, and she's the yeah. sweetest, nicest person. She always says hello with the biggest smile. And I just think, man, did, oh, Kurt Martin, you you did well. <laughs> I, I did very well. I'm a lucky man. That's for sure. She's so nice. I mean, she just makes you feel like, hey, like, I don't know, not everybody's that friendly and uh she yeah. just seems like she's a very good ambassador for kurt martin eventing <laughs> i i agree completely things are coming along really well awesome <laughs> she's nice so congratulations on that but yeah. we thank you sorry ladies out there kurt's taken yeah, right? Right. yeah. <laughs> so kurt where where um i know you know it's it's kind of the off season now people are traveling around going north south where are you talking to us from right now um in middleburg virginia and um yeah, we're going to head down to Ocala January 1st. So okay. just keeping the horses ticking over and, um, you know, plans are made. So we're going to head down there on the 1st. Nice. Do you have the same, uh, like in Ocala, do you have a set face that you go every year or do you kind of move around? Or 
Um, the past three years, I've been at the Ocala Jockey Club um, oh, and rented a barn there and rented a condo there, and it's worked out well. And um, yeah, take the group of horses down there, and it's quiet and things have gone well. So I keep going back. And your place up in Virginia is that your farm or is that a, a, a consistent? No, I'm well? I'm rent. No, I've I've been renting here. I've been here a long time. I'd need to sell some horses if I'm going to buy some property. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how it works. Um, but I've been in the Middleburg area for 16 years, so wow. um, in and out of different barns, but within probably about um, 10 miles of each other. And um, yeah, it's been a good place for gotcha. me. Yeah, well, I see. That's that's. It seems like there's probably more people doing it the way you are than I think people that actually are buying and owning their own farms, it seems like. It seems pretty... I think it's just that it's it's hard to get uh, all the money together. If you need to buy some horses for yourself and support your own horses, that's what I've done previously. So, um, you know, even brought horses up and sold them. So, yeah, it takes a long time to um, save up to get a farm if you don't have a lot of help. But uh, I think that would be the goal if you can do that. And, and then you can get into all other sorts of things and you can have a lot of horses. I just see that as an opportunity to have more horses if you have your own farm. So that sounds right. good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hmm. So, Kurt, um, one question that we like to ask our guest is um, how you actually got started into riding and then eventually eventing. Um, I'm from Western Pennsylvania and <clears throat> not a horsey family. No one rode. I guess I was really into animals and I was in a tax store whenever I was five years old and I asked about riding lessons. My mom's like, if you want to you know, ride the horse, you've got to ask about the lessons. And mm -hmm. we started there. Um, and I went through the pony club because we were completely uneducated um, as a family. And um, we bought a horse and it was a great horse. The whole family rode. So that's how I got started. And we went through pony club and then eventually um, got some race horses, you know, some <clears throat> young thoroughbreds to get started and ended up taking those through young riders. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So Pony Club, see, now that's where Pony Club is really, really good, is for that family who doesn't have any horse background, because mm -hmm. you're pretty much taken by the hand and taught everything yeah. you need to... Yeah, I think that was really it was really helpful and uh, it was really important. And I think it brought us to quality people that put us in the right direction. And that's you know, it's like when you've done horses for thirty years of your life, you know, you want to do it well. And um, yeah, I think it was a good introduction, and it led us to even better people down the road. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's something that I was actually just uh, emailing with an, another parent today, and we we're saying, you know, like. Pony Club is almost like a support group for the parents, and it's and it's just such a great way for people to. It is a great way for people to meet people and yeah, and and just and grow in the sport. It's it's amazing how many people Karen mm -hmm. we've met through Pony yeah. Club. You know, a on lot. top of the, of the education, mm -hmm. but then the people that you meet, and then the you know you get into volunteering. Were were you uh were you in the eventing? When you were pony clubbing, or did you do other? Yeah, I think at the very end, I did some of the show jumping at the championships and uh, eventing. And then, yeah, I think it just went on to eventing from there, you know, into the Young Riders. So it was just, I uh, got into the eventing. I was really, you know, always wanted to go cross country and, yeah. Gotcha. And then you did the Young Rider Championships? Yeah, I did that several times on different horses that I brought up and even horses of other people's. Um, you know, 
with mixed results and whatever, you know, trying to get by and doing the best you can. And, um, you know, not coming from a horsey background, you have to, it's a little bit trial and error. Right. Um, so sorting things out, getting yourself with the right people, you know, going through the right process, having good preparation. And um, that's like lifelong process and it keeps getting better. So, um, yeah, it was learning for sure. And they put you with good people um, that can put you in the right direction. So yeah. continued education. So as you were coming up and, and getting obviously newer horses and everything were, were were you taking the lead on that or did you have like a mentor in the horse world like through pony club or, or some other way or a coach or trainer that was um i think i had to work honestly i went to work i tried to make money and um went to breeding farms and rode or um you know had riding jobs i think that's actually how i sort of committed um you know at an early age not going to college so i was basically working but i think is how it went gotcha hmm. That's pretty. That's a that's a good way to do it. And you were doing that. You, you said you were uh, working at breeding farms. Were you, were you working with, like, breaking in some of the young ones too, or, or? Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's still something. Yeah, I think it's important. And you know, like you, it's it's every level. You've got to start at the bottom with horses and work all the way up and everything in between and mm-hmm. all sorts of horses. And that's a it's an education. And yeah, so starting there and and like I just think that uh, you just keep evolving. You know, the next five years you'll learn so much more. And and I think that's what's happened over the last twenty thirty years. Wow. Just keep learning. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, if like you're saying, you know, you're trying to build up a string of horses and, and the funds, it, you know, it, that that skill of breaking in young ones and training them up, I mean, that's that's imperative if you don't have a, a big financial backing. You know, like that's yeah, <laughs> how else yeah, going to do it? Yeah, absolutely. You got to make everyone count. You got to make every horse better than it was the day you know before, or you know when it walked into your barn. It's got to look better. It's got to go better. Mm-hmm. You know that's what you have to do. You got to make them all work out and not have anything fall through the cracks. And that's how you know you're doing a really good job. Yeah. You know, day to day. And how did you go from PA to to where you're at in Virginia now? Um, I think um, basically coming here out of Young Riders, um, because I've been here, you know, 16 years, um, basically came here to ride with different people, Jimmy Wofford at the time, and, um, you know, it's just an opportunity, hopefully, to get owners or to be surrounded by better horses, better professionals, and uh, get involved uh, even more. So that's why I moved here. Yeah, you're definitely And I never left. You're you're in a a great spot being Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) And then going down to Ocala. I mean, anymore, it seems like a callus. Woof. It's a, it's really, it seems like it's picking up more. Is that, am I, am I wrong? Yeah, I used, uh, yeah, I went to Aiken for 10 years and I like Aiken a lot and I like the town and I had a great time and, you know, I'd like to go back. But yeah, when you move your business, I think four years ago I moved down to, um, Ocala for the winters and, you know, it's just picked up, um, a little bit different clients and, um, different horses came through and yeah, it's nice. You know, it's a good time, and um, each horse can do different things. There's so much going on, so it's a lot like Aiken that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little bit better weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much warmer. Do you ever go to yeah. any of like, the, the winter jumpers in, in Ocala? Like, as a yes, trainer? absolutely. Yeah, I like to jump, and um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really – I love to even watch jumping, show jumping. You know, I, I, I really like it. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So – we're talking about the business and where you're at now. What what how what is your business like today? What's your what type of are you are you still training horses? Are you buying, selling? Are you are you teaching students? What's your tell us about what 
Um, yeah, I'm basically day to day. I ride a lot, and yeah, I teach lessons during the week and schedule, um, you know, my week out um, in advance and ride everything I have in my barn plus more. When I go to Ocala, there'll be different horses. Wow. Um, doing little clinics here and there uh, when there's time, but I think um, this coming year there's just going to be a lot of riding. There'll be time for clients and teaching, but um, I have a lot of horses in and. Um, spending that time to get them out when they're young and, you know, get them an education. Gotcha. And you're trying to, you were saying that you're, you're, you're trying to ride more. Is that, is that like a, a new 29th? Is that kind of for 2019 or is that your every winter? Um, I think it's just uh, taking a little bit of time off. I got a little bit sidetracked last year and unfortunately a couple of my horses got injured and Mm -hmm. um, you take a step back and you have to rebuild and um, it allowed me to put more time into um, clients and finding more horses and the horses have gotten better and the clients are better. And I appreciate that a lot. And people that want to keep horses with me um, to produce and to go through the process, you know, and I think if you stick with the horses, they, they all get better. So we can just expect better things in, you know, six months or a year. I can't imagine if I actually kept many of the horses, not just selling them. So I think that's the transition, maybe not selling as many um, and hopefully uh, riding better ones. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as you, you, you know, you mentioned your your you know the people who are supporting your clients and everything. Are you are, are the are your competition horses? Are they owned by clients, or do you have syndicates, or are these your? Um, well, at the, at this moment, um, my wife Rebecca and I bought some new horses um, just recently, a four and a five year old, so they'll be coming five and six. Um, my mare Annabella is retired, so she's yeah. gonna um, have a foal um, this coming year. So she'll nice. be due in May. That'd be cool. um, that so that's a transition fun. for the old girl, you know. And the, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So and Deluxe has had some time off, and he'll be coming back next year. So nice. um, those are our horses, and uh, she's she's really patient with me, or <laughs> understanding how horse crazy I am when I want to buy something or do whatever. And you know, I think that's where we're at in life. It's kind of like I'm in my 30s, and I want to ride and compete, and I really enjoy it. And and good horses just make the job so much easier. So trying to surround yourself with better horses. Um, you know, and better clients and, you know, you can do a better job and, and that's mm-hmm. really what I want to do. So yeah, it's a, it's commitment on my end for a lot of horses. And that's what I've done with Annabelle and Lux for the last seven years is carried them um, basically myself. So, you know, it, it, it can be tough. And, and sometimes whenever it comes down to that, you can't plan really um, too far ahead because you're thinking about the near future of paying for things. Yeah. So hopefully, um, Trying to get a little bit more stable and um, and moving forward that way. Do you try to keep like those horses your your own so you have more like or or do you try to find people to buy them after you buy them? Um, I think I think that's the goal. Like you want other people involved in your horses and buying the um, buying into them and into the sport and and being excited about it. It's a great sport and the horses do amazing things and um you know it's fun to be part of and at the end of the day when you've had a really good weekend and everybody comes together there's it's just a really good time so um you know that's just what it takes yeah i mean that's the that's that's the toughest part trying to get get the right horses because obviously it's a partnership Mm -hmm. i mean it's not you know uh, you you can take you can ride you, you can you can ride any horse but you know, only so many are going to be able to jump 
are going to be bold enough to jump the big jumps or have the movement to do the the dressage yeah. and get the right score, you know. So, and then that's the thing with eventing too, right? I mean, Kurt, like it's isn't the picking out a horse is it's got to be kind of uh, tricky, you know, because you you're looking for so much out of an event horse, you know. Yeah, I don't think there's one type, and that's what makes uh, it so interesting. It's a little different than show jumping. A lot of show jumpers show the scope and that they're careful very young, Mm -hmm. and a lot of eventers don't come into their prime until they're quite a bit older than – you know, certainly race horses, but even jumping horses, you can identify quite early. Eventers, um, you know, they can just be all sorts, and I think that's what's great. And certainly, I know where I'm at. I'm trying to, um, you know, get a little bit uh, more thoroughbred and horses that are going to gallop easier because at the end of the day, that's what they have to do. They got they have to go across country, and it's you know, like a, and do everything else. But <laughs> I, I think I've backtracked, and uh, having had very consistent horses across country, I want that. Yes, they have to be scopy enough. Um, the temperaments, you want good temperaments, but really great horses aren't always easy. And, um, you know, so you just get the best prospects you can, and you sort them out as you go. Yeah. And do you think that now with the new FEI, like the dressage changing the, the you know, the extra coefficient, do you think that's kind of taking a little pressure off having the real flashy horse? and Or does it really not matter to you? from two years ago for two. I don't think think you want a particularly hugely flashy, big-moving horse because you still want a horse that's going to come close to the time and show jump well, I can't be tired. So Mm -hmm. you need a horse that's going to be really efficient and and, and do a good job in all three phases. So I don't think the... uh, the flash is all it's made out to be, but it is a type of horse. If you want to ride that type, and if you were to have a string of horses, you'd like to have some that were fantastic movers, and you had to try with those, and then you had some thoroughbreds, you had to try with those, and uh, the diversity, and being able to ride all those sorts of horses, but at the same time, I think um, you never know what's going to pull through at, at the right time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. That's uh, whew. I'm glad I... I I don't know. I love. I, I'm like. I study it. Like. I, I obviously, Kurt. I'm not a professional, but I. I. I feel like. Um, I'm always learning, and I'm always trying to pick the brains of of you know the upper level riders about what they're looking for and things like that. So I find it. I find it so interesting that uh, I appreciate you you answering that for me there. Yeah. So uh, we started a new segment. Well, it's actually not new anymore, but uh, it's called Quick Fire Questions. Quick Fire Questions. Okay. And we're going to ask you five questions. You can ask them, or you can answer them as fast as you want, or as slow as you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They should be pretty simple. Um, tough ones. Karen's tough, one. tough Kurt. Yeah, right. She's tough. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Uh, if you could ride any horse, past or present, who would it be? Um, yeah, um... I think there was a little horse, Lenamore, that Caroline Powell rode. I think something like that, small and catty and, you know, just really springy and, you know, safe horse. That would be exciting cool. going around burly and, you know. Something that springs yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting your arms tug, tugged out and it wants to do the job and it's really keen and it's really forgiving and a great horse. Yeah, cool. for sure. Awesome. All right. Uh, favorite rider growing up? Um, I think I looked up to Mark Todd. Oh, I thought okay. that that was really classy and, you know, just a professional. And he um, did ride Annabella once. Um, oh, so did basically, he? he was riding her. And, and it was really, um, you know, just the professionalism that he rides with and, 
you know, taking on something that's mine that, you know, I've had for a long time, obviously is important to me. And uh, taking care of the horse is always paramount from the riders, you know. Wow. How about that? What's that like, too? And now here, the guy, you're, you're, you know, your idol growing up and you're, you could still compete yeah. against him today. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's a legend. That's that's being a legend. That is super cool. Okay. Uh, Any good luck rituals or superstitions before an event? Um, None. No. No? Okay. Um, Good answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Clear in the head. Uh, Favorite event? Um, Favorite event? Um, uh, I think that I've been to was Blenheim. I thought that was a great experience. You know, just um, I thought that was beautiful, and um, maybe because my now wife was with me as our first like trip away, so that was my favorite event. Nice, awesome, awesome. All right, last question: If you were not an eventer, what would you be? Yeah, it's tough to say. It's <laughs> tough to say. Yeah, it's tough to say. I'm not totally sure. I'm not totally sure. I don't, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have plan at the moment. It's kind of like, you, 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 there is no other plan. No plan B. This is it. <laughs> yeah, I'm committed. <laughs> uh, well, darn, it's a good thing you're pretty darn grown good at this thing. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So, uh, so uh, we're done that segment. But uh, if you had any advice for a young rider trying to make it in the sport, what would it be? Um, I think it is that you have to stay consistent. You can't get too high and you can't get too low. I'm not, um, you know, for me, that's what's been the most important thing um, through my, you know, my eventing career certainly is just trying to stay consistent and there's another day and you know wake up and obviously you want to spend time with the horses that's why you're doing it so when it's down you know and things aren't going well or or whatever it is you just you have to you have to push through and you know it'll even out and enjoy the good times but just stay consistent yeah Mm. i think that's important Mm -hmm. that's very important you know and i think that that doggone that this the sport's hard there's so many you know there's always a horse that's going lame or, 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 or that event that something just, you know, that rail that fell and, you know, you have to enjoy yeah. the, you have to be able to push through and, and enjoy the process or else it'll just eat you up. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, got to be able to stay with it. That's good advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Kurt. That's awesome. Uh, so, Hey, listen, as, Hey, how many horses do you have right now? Like in, in the stable? Like, do you have uh, 12? There's 12 horses. Um, so plenty of riding, you know. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> and do you have uh, like working students and, and and? Yeah, I have one working student now and a girl that helps in the barn at the end of the day. Um, when we go to Florida, we're looking for a working student. I'm kind of talking to a few people about that position, so we'd have two working students. Myself, I'd rather there's twelve horses. Um, I also go a few other places to ride some horses and catch ride. Oh, wow. So um, and teach lessons. So um, that's my Florida plan. So looking for one more person. Gotcha. Um, they go to Florida. Yeah, mm. not a bad place to no, go. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and uh, is is your wife involved in the in the in the in the eventing business, or does she kind of do her own thing? Well, I mean, she's a great asset to Kurt Martin Eventing. Let me tell you, she does <laughs> she does a lot of things. She's very organized, so she's really helpful and uh, she's really supportive. And um, yeah, she she needs a horse. So come spring, she's going to get a horse and uh, get going. Oh, so nice. yeah, she rides she rides some, and she'd like to be riding more and. Living in Middleburg, we got to find her a 
nice safe horse so she can get out there. Nice. Oh, nice. She's going to be eventing. Like we're going to, we might. See uh, I don't. I don't know if we're eventing anytime soon. If I have anything to say about it, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, he might be or, afraid would, that would she's going to be beat a, him. Would, would you be a nervous? spouse yeah i'm terrified i'm terrified <laughs> when other people are go when other people are riding i'm terrified and when other people drive me in the car i'm terrified oh. I, don't, I don't i don't like planes very much oh. you know like these kind of things like riding horses that's my thing so um yeah it terrifies me to watch <laughs> you know as a matter Not- of fact when we saw you guys in virginia I think maybe a student of yours was on course on the one star course. Yeah. It was like super sloppy out there. And yeah. Uh, Rebecca's like, Hey, hi. And I think, I think our son was popping out on course, maybe mm-hmm. somewhere right, right. right around her. And I remember back, Rebecca's like, Hey, hi. And I'm a nervous wreck. You're yeah, like, that's you're, how it goes. You're like, yeah, yeah. you're like shooting laser beams out of your eyes. You didn't see anybody, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> yeah. And that course had a really long stretch that you couldn't see yeah. anything. You couldn't see anything. And sometimes you didn't hear anything. You're like, Oh, and it was a little deep. I know, there's moments. It's different being out there, though. Yeah. When you're out there, it's totally different, you know. That's why. Uh, you know it's going right or wrong pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully hopefully Rebecca finds a good horse, and and, uh, yeah. and we'll see her out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've written her on, too. So, hey, uh, you know, as we kind of start to wind things down, the we, we always like to ask you about any sponsors or supporters that are behind you that you wanted to recognize. And uh, Hi, I think it's important to thank my clients that keep horses with me to to keep moving forward. And, you know, it's it's a journey, and, and I think there's good things to come in the next few years. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it, you know, in the barn, um, I love my Devacu saddles. And, um, you know, I think taking care of the horses is the priority. So I think the people in the barn are the priority in, in trying to do the best job. So, um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. That's, no, that's, yeah, no, that's perfectly great. awesome. Yeah. And I think that's nice. I don't think, I don't think anyone's recognized the people back at the barn. Keep no, I don't think so. That's important. Mm-hmm. The unsung heroes mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, Kurt, do you have any uh, social media or a website for our listeners to follow? Yeah, on? I'm Kurt Kurt Martin Eventing on Facebook. Um, yeah, you can find us there. Or <laughs> yeah, we have a website also. Um, I don't update. Um, you know, really, really bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. You said you do do sales, right? So, do you have anything for sale now that people could? Uh, I don't have anything for sale. I'm actually um, in the market for some horses. So, if anyone has anything they want to sell me. Uh, they can try to sell it to me. Uh, looking for young horses, you know, to produce, um, bring out venting, and mm-hmm. um, then sell on. So nice horses that um, I can just spend some time on. I really like doing projects, um, you know, short term or longer term. I uh, enjoy that. I can sell other people's horses and do that for them also. But, um, yeah, you know, just having them in the barn for a little bit and doing a good job with them and selling them on is, is, is always fun. What type of horse would be the perfect horse for Rebecca? For, for, well, when you well, she doesn't want a quarter horse. I know that. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. Well, she's ridden some hunters, like some show hunters. We have okay. some friends in Middleburg here. Um, put on some very nice horses. So um, I think that would be ideal for me. You know? <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Something that's kind of been there a little bit. Something that's more... Uh, more well broke is that for her you think? yeah 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 so that then we can go on hacks do nice things mm-hmm. you know she could do lead changes and jump around gotcha. that'd be cute something <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, fun. Kurt. What a way to end it, buddy. So, hey, Kurt, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. And this we know is it's, great. it's right around the holidays, and, and we know everyone's busy and trying to do all that. So, we really appreciate your carving mm-hmm. the time. And best of luck out yeah. there next season. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out there. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing's podcast and give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can always contact us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com. Cheers.